For those who are new around here, my name is Lauren Rose, and I run this thing whenever I want to, whenever it feels good, so I'm back, and I've got some things to say and some music to play, so here we go. So, it's been forever since I've come on here and given the lowdown, but my life has dramatically changed. Um... I think the last time I was on here, I don't know if it was before I left or just after I left, but I um, moved from my my permanent living space and packed up all my shit and went on this road trip with my brother to a brand new state. I'm actually in Utah right now um, for work for, you know, I don't know, like six months, maybe less. And... It's a job that I've never done at this degree, this level, um, for this long of time, and I'm in production. I do um, art department stuff for this TV show, so it's just been this huge change for me, although I do know the area because I've worked a festival here before. Um, so yeah, I just, I had to do all these things. I had to pack up my apartment I had had this friendship with someone for a couple years and I, I probably alluded to it the last time I was on here but basically I like professed my love for this person um right before I left my dumbass, and I was kind of anticipating like I was ready for rejection you know but I was just like I'm gonna be leaving I need to put everything to rest because I'll it'll like haunt me for the rest of my life and basically the person reciprocated to a degree you know it wasn't like everything that I needed I didn't know what I needed but still it was like you know we both were like oh you know we should have said something a while ago but we both didn't want to ruin anything and it was this really bittersweet moment and literally the next day the next morning after all of that went down I packed up all my shit and left <laughs> so it's been strange being back um, but you know I did this huge road trip to California Oregon Seattle all of that with my brother of all people which is kind of strange because we're not very close um, <laughs> And then I've been here, I flew to California just for a little vacation, went to Monterey, some big little lies, energy, um, to LA for a few days. So I've been busy and I've been working a shit ton, um, but a lot of things have been festering. So <laughs> I figured why not just come on here and, um, you know, expose myself and all of my thoughts so I'm gonna play a song this is in the evening by Led Zeppelin I'm thinking like sharp objects vibes for this 
the song and if you've seen it you know what I mean and that's where I'm at enjoy
All right, welcome back. That was In the Evening by Led Zeppelin. And regardless of what you think about the band itself, that song is fucking sexy, so I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's the tone, the mood, everything of Sharp Objects, which is this HBO show, same director as um, Big Little Lies. Um, Jean-Marc Vallier is his name but Amy Adams is a goddess deserves everything um, can have my firstborn whatever she wants and yeah um, but that song was used and it's like perfect for her character who's just kind of in this swamp muddy slightly sexy area it's just like got so much bass and mm, it's just so good um so that song has kind of been in my brain recently but yeah life um so it's been weird it's been weird kind of being in a city that I know working non-stop and everything has felt so individualistic and I'm not comfortable with it you know, like when I work festivals or I'm surrounded by my friends, um, that's kind of the thing about this industry. It's like you make these really good friends, which we've talked about before, and then you all leave. You all go to different gigs or different cities and then you come back. But being out here on my own, working towards this career that I know that I want, that I enjoy, but also having to still deal with me as an individual and not have like some of my core great friends around me to like distract me about thinking about myself or you know like it just gets it's just I don't know this like swampy whirlwind of shit that I don't want to I don't want to think about so I don't know and also, you know, just in general, actually pinpointing it to this podcast show, whatever, and I guess like Instagram and stuff, I've been kind of hesitant to like put out this side of myself because as, I don't know, maybe narcissistic as it seems, you know, I'm like a one woman show, um, I really don't like people to know my personal business. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and I really hate what I'm misunderstood. So it makes sense because, I mean, you don't tell people about yourself or you don't let them into these like vignettes. Um, then they assume things. But I really just don't like people trying to figure me out. And I don't even know if that's truly the case with everyone, but I know it's it's just kind of human nature and I really just reject that idea so it's just been hard because this is like the most personal thing that I've ever done that I put it on the internet and anyone can listen anyone from my past future whatever and um, you know it is what it is this is how I am but sometimes it's just nice to restrain myself um and just to keep it for me so you know when I'm not feeling like exposing myself I don't come on here and do this because it doesn't like you know get me off 
this exposing myself thing. Ew. Okay. Anyways, um, I went to LA, which was interesting. I actually had I went to LA before this, but I saw this film called Echo in the Canyon and it was about Laurel Canyon and the music scene. Um, a lot of stuff about the mamas and the papas and um, Beach Boys and all these bands and how it was really this influential scene in the late 60s where people would go over to each other's houses and all this music came out and it's beautiful music and obviously there was drugs and wife swapping and all of that but um it was cool because I I like that but when I saw the trailer with my friend Dan we both just kind of like laughed and looked at each other like what the fuck like what what purpose does this movie have and I know don't clock me for that you know because this is a show where we play really good music and talk about it all day long but just in the grand scheme of things it's like really we need like a half-baked doc um you know where the only people who are going to watch it are like old white people you know there was that's that's what the scene was just all these like privileged white people for the most part coming together and just doing drugs and disengaging when you know the late 60s was it could have been I don't know I can't say what it could have been but um like I was watching this film called Model Shop by Jacques Demy um and it was about this drifter man who he's just kind of in the throes of life late 60s doesn't have a job kind of refuses to get one but drives his vintage car around he's like a an artist if you will an architect and he meets this beautiful uh, French woman just walking down the street and he follows her and falls in love with her even though he has a girlfriend it's like all this shit it's like the 60s were way too messy <laughs> you know everybody wanted they were so as existential, but they didn't understand how stupid it was for them to be so as existential when there was racism and war struggles, and yet everyone just wants to tune out and have, you know, to take a shit ton of drugs, and I don't know. And I understand it, because obviously you guys know me, like, I'm into nostalgia, and um, the past and it does make sense however I just don't I'm kind of at a point where I'm sick of um, the glamorization of inaction you know or if you're going to be doing that at least acknowledge that your life is not so bad compared to compared to other people um so I don't know I just had a lot of thoughts about that and I had also seen the new Tarantino film um expecting to not enjoy it and you know I, I kind of did um but 
I think I've talked about this podcast before, but it's called You Must Remember This. And this woman, Karina Longworth, does this huge like 10 part series about the Manson murders and how she really just captured um, the era of the late 60s, the rise of new Hollywood, the pushing out of old Hollywood, how Manson had come to Hollywood in hopes of becoming famous by being a musician, had no talent, and that's why he killed these people. I don't know. I mean, there's so much more to that, but she just, she got the underbelly, and I thought Once Upon a Time in Hollywood also found the underbelly of the late 60s, whereas Echo in the Canyon and Model Shop Um, I mean, Echo in the Canyon is a new doc, but it really just skimmed it. It didn't talk about the demise at all um, and the privilege and whatnot. And Model Shop was just a product of its time. Just chic, beautiful people with their beautiful problems and whatnot. That's a Lana reference. (laughs) But it was interesting being in LA and seeing all this old architecture, all these old signs, and that's something that's creepy and yet again beautiful about it is they don't have these like massive thunderstorms or anything to wash away LA. It's all just like compounded on top of itself and we they have earthquakes and everything is sun bleached and just battered (laughs) and this like 60s way of life is no longer and it's a different culture um but you can still see these these like remnants of what it was and the hopes and dreams of what people had there and tried to make and so I actually really liked it (laughs) I know I'm just like shitting on everything but I really did like it um and it has its issues but it just is very stimulating to me whereas being here and working shit ton of hours and I don't know just being around people all the time but also feeling so isolated in LA I felt um I felt fine and it was cool like walking down the street and I was just I was talking with some friends there how you know if we were to wear something crazy uh, like a the nightgown or something outside in our hometowns people would fucking throw tomatoes at us <laughs> but in LA it's sh- like people don't even look your way like a homeless man in the street doesn't even give a shit about what you're wearing like you could be wearing a BDSM full-on rubber suit no eyes <laughs> And they'd be like, ah, whatever. (laughs) So it's funny in a sense. I can see how people could get lost there because everyone is so performative. It's like climax, the film. Like everyone's off doing their own dance, trying to be discovered, trying to be wanted. And I could see that making me insecure at some point. But at this point, all I want to do is just be like a voyeur. I just want to watch and appreciate things. And we went to the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, which I really loved. Um, And I don't know. So those are some thoughts, but I kind of need to compose them more. So we're going to play 
a song by The Doors, of course. Uh, this is L.A. Woman. Enjoy.
Welcome back. That was L.A. Woman by The Doors. Another good L.A. song. Um, Yeah. Another film that I had forgot to mention in the last segment was I saw Easy Rider, which is another, like, cult movie of the time um, that kind of glorified the vagabonds, kind of the Bonnie and Clyde vibe of the 60s, um, 70s, directed by Dennis Hopper and starred Hopper and Peter Fonda. And it's interesting. I love, that's another thing I miss is just like motorcycle rides. (laughs) Just, oof, I love that shit. Um, But the film stars these two guys and yeah just totally removed from their city life everyone's tuning out and they have these bikes they buy <laughs> a bunch of coke um for from these mexican people um and then they they do the coke they buy a shit ton and then they flip it. They sell it to some like mobster people and they just spend all their money doing this road trip. And it's actually very similar to the Doom Generation, but the Doom Generation deserves more credit because it's actually like the endings are very similar if you've seen both, um, where it's tragic and it's kind of like this martyrdom thing Whereas in the Doom Generation, it's more poignant because there's like actual um, repercussions for queer people, I guess you could say, and living in the open road, dealing with middle America and all that shit. Whereas in this film, Easy Rider, it's more like, man, like, everyone's against the hippies with the long hair, and I get that, there is prejudice there, but, um, again, it felt like such a product of its time, like, this is the way that people are rebelling by being like, oh, we have no responsibility, um, we don't give a shit, we just do drugs, (laughs) And, and then people hate us, and, I mean, I love hippies, why not, you know, whatever, but um, I just thought it was so funny how that film has been regarded as um, just so influential and just like the the heartstrings of Americana when really it's just the same old, same old white dudes doing white dude things. So, um, but it is a good road trip movie, um, beautiful scenery. I think they went to... Uh, Monument Valley and that's a thing for me the West has always been this beacon in my mind of freedom the American dream and the older I get like we talked about I think in the last episode was realizing um, you know Western expansionism and how it robbed people of their homeland and um you know, there are faults within that, but also that is the basis of the American dream is changing your circumstances, living an alternative life, or for some people living the most suburban, calm way of life, but striving 
to go beyond your circumstances and not realizing that some people can't get out of their circumstances or don't have the ability to move around them as freely as others. So that's kind of been on my mind a lot because I'm in this industry that is um, very fleeting and based on people's ideas, hopes, romanticism, and I am a romantic and nostalgic person at heart, Um, but, you know, finding that twinge of existentialism and everything is also part of me, and um, it's always just going to be something that I think about and struggle with, so... Yeah, I don't know. But I'm also proud of myself because I know, I know, like, when I was in high school, the reason the way I am, the way that I am is because I just felt so isolated and I couldn't relate to anyone. I would spend a lot of time, like, ditching school, watching movies, trying to find something to relate to or something to inspire me and just, like, being that in that teen depression phase not even a phase like a lifestyle you know and then realizing that I have kind of clawed my way out of that and I'm in the pursuit of doing something better for myself and also hopefully for others down the line you know that's the thing It's like I'm trying to keep the hope of it alive that what I'm doing will be important one day for others and trying to reject the ego stuff, you know, because you meet a lot of people who are just in it for themselves. So they just want the nice things. They, They want the nice houses, cars, job security, and all that shit is real because, you know, you need to make a living and even for me to be doing this like I had to save money so I could take these like jobs that don't pay a lot but have this like great experience you know there's just a lot to it so but one other show that I wanted to mention which probably comes as no surprise is euphoria I've really been loving it because I had my big my big little lies kick and I actually went to California and we drove up the one (laughs) uh to visit Monterey and Hearst Castle and all these grand things and it was interesting going there and seeing where this show um gets its material from and I loved it I was like at the same park it's called Lover's Point where like Meryl Streep was and their whole the new cafe with all the wooden branches and just kind of going to these places experiencing how they were translated through art and on film and it was great um but what really stuck out recently to me on television is Euphoria and my judgmental dumbass (laughs) When I first saw it, I was like, you know, this is a good show, but they're totally ripping off Assassination Nation, which, flash forward, it is the same director (laughs) as that film. So if you haven't seen Assassination Nation, it's good. Um, A lot of people hated it, and it didn't 
I don't think it did so well maybe in the box office, but it was bought. It was like the the highest bid, whatever, at Sundance from 20, uh, 2017, I think, maybe 28. It wasn't 2018. Um, but Euphoria's characters are way more likable than those in Assassination Nation. And it kind of goes everywhere. That's kind of what I find in this show. It's so ambitious that um, it it can get lost. But I love these characters and I love the idea of um, love that isn't traditional uh, like Rue and... Um, Rue and Jules, how just their their level of friendship and also potentially the romantic involvement. I just love that um, it's so normal in this show to show how easy it is just to like be in love with people and not give a fuck or have to explain like gender and all that shit because I feel like we're so beyond that and I'm really tired of having to like I don't know explain to these old people that like it doesn't matter like you can love any anyone and life is not about a penis and a vagina like mashing together to have children and I like the idea that all these kids are very as essentially aware even the first episode relating to Rue when she kind of explains her life a child born like right around 9-11 knowing that the world is gone to shit and that there are issues and just kind of growing up and not necessarily living your life to fit this traditional mold of um of what people wanted them to be in the past so um and I love Barbie um her character and I related a lot to the Tumblr thing although I never did fan fiction on Tumblr I did it before that on some I won't even go there I'm not even gonna let y'all in on that one but um it just it feels so relatable and this shit about addiction is really hard also relatable um but I just love how adventurous they are in terms of filmmaking and I don't know it just it goes there and I'm excited for it I'm rooting for it and I think tomorrow is the uh, finale and I know they have a second season in the works um, so I'm curious to see how that goes but that is probably the most like interesting piece of work that's come out this summer and I'm gonna put it before Big Little Lies season two because um, you know I just I do and don't hate me so that's that um yeah just trying to figure out life trying to keep my self sane but also out of trouble and we'll see how that goes but yeah it feels good to do this I'll say that and hopefully I can keep up this momentum but if I'm not totally engaged with this Um, as you guys know, I just do this when it feels right 
and I'm trying to work on myself so I can be more open here um, and be okay with that translating to, you know, my real person self, IRL. Um, so we'll see. But I'm going to leave you guys with Mamas and the Papas. Um, this is dedicated to the one I love <laughs> and dedicated to the one I love. Um, yeah, it's good. It's a really good song. Love you guys. Stay safe. And um, we'll talk soon. Bye. you to do especially for me